guys to this week's McInnes Marketing Minute. Thank you for joining us again every week. At the week. edge of False Creek. We haven't been down here before. The edge of False video. Creek, uh, clearly as you can see, beautiful behind us. And today we're gonna talk on a topic that we briefly mentioned in last week's videos. It's just about sellers slowing down. Just slow it down. Your, your, your sellers here, not dictators. And we think it's important that we give you the realness of what's happening in the rest of the market other than the particular areas that are really hot. Yeah, so last week, as Ben said, we touched on this. We gave our August market update, which mm -hmm. had all very strong positive numbers uh, on all points, year over year, 10-year average, so on and so forth. Um, what we touched on basically was that this was a very uh, bird's eye view on the greater Vancouver market, but within the market, you've got pockets. Yeah. So the micro little neighborhoods and areas, and those aren't all painting the same big positive picture. No, there's actually weirdly something comforting in this. In a world where the world is going into lockdown. Good again, yeah. Yeah, like businesses are, are closing down for months on end. There's something familiar in a seller's biggest problem right now, and that's the emotional attachment to price. Pricing seems to be, pandemic or not pandemic, the biggest hurdle for sellers to get over. Yeah, always has been. Yeah, and to Jay's point, the, so the overall market is, yes, the numbers are looking fantastic and things are trending overall in the right direction, but there are pockets of the market, such as downtown, even areas of North Vancouver, they are running a lot slower. And it's not just a case of you're gonna put your market, you're gonna put your property on the market and a week or two later, maybe even three or four weeks later, it's gonna be sold, you're on to the next one, job done. And I think when the market starts looking good, we always get to this point where sellers always immediately start thinking, the ball is in my court. I know I haven't sold and I've been on the market, but everything's going up, I'm gonna get the price I want. Or maybe we should even write, like increase the price because the market's going up even though they haven't got the number in which they're looking for. Yeah, and I think it's very, in giving, again, last week's overview, it's very important to always have that nailed down in that micro and, for example, two bedrooms in downtown right now. There are yep. an abundance of them. So even though it falls in the umbrella of the market is trending in the right direction, if you've got a two bedroom downtown uh, in a good or a bad building, you need to be, as always, extremely sharp on price. Yeah. So if you're speaking to an agent to actually get the job done downtown right now, they're probably not gonna paint a picture that we did of the whole market uh, last week because it's a lot different. The market down there is very saturated uh, with regards to other segments of the market, which is obviously holding the whole thing up to the numbers that we spoke about last week. So just, just because you see the bigger picture numbers doesn't mean that that's for you. And B, as always, as the title of this shows, you're not a dictator as a seller. Even if you are in a seller's market, there are soft seller's markets and strong seller's markets. So being as acutely aware of where you belong price-wise is always key to getting the job done as quickly and efficiently as possible. Yeah, I mean, even now that we're technically in the seller's market here, nobody's talking about a seller's market in the same way because of the pandemic. There are things to take into consideration when you're making those decisions. And right now, if you're in one of those troublesome areas, it's very difficult. You have to really listen to what the macro market is telling you. If you're on the market for 1.1 million and you've been on there for a couple of months and you're not selling, you may have to reduce that down to 1.2 1.05 million and then you may be on for another couple of months and then you have to then have a further conversation do we really want to sell because the market is telling us even though the rest of the market is doing well nobody is willing to pay this and 
you have to have those tough conversations with yourself. And I'm gonna touch on this because this is my personal favorite and by favorite, I mean hated. It's okay, we're not in a rush. We'll just sit as if magically you saying that means as long as you wait six months, all of a sudden these buyers who are much more willing to pay over market value are gonna come around and, and purchase your property. Either you want to sell or you don't want to sell. And the, unfortunately, the longer that you sit days on market and you do not listen to your macro market, you really start becoming less and less attractive to the amount of buyers that are out there right now. Yeah, and touching on that briefly again, one step further, um, when it comes to reducing, if you are going to listen to the market, hopefully you're not behind the ball and chasing the market down, but if you do decide to stay, kind of follow where the market is and where you should be, when doing a reduction, uh, the conversation with we have with uh, sellers when they're in this position is when reducing, a, redu a reduction has to be a strategic one. Yeah. You have to get to the level of buyer below where your current pricing is. So a $5,000 on a million and a half place or $20,000 on a million and a half place isn't going to do anything. No. So just because you take the steps of reduction doesn't mean anything. Just because you list your property doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's yeah. gonna sell. These are very strategic points that your specific agent in your specific micro market will walk through with you. But I think people kind of, in a seller's market, all those details go over people's heads very quickly. And we just want to bring that right down to reality because that's what you're going to be dealing with every day. Those are going to be the actual conversations. Yeah, because market value, guys, is market value. It doesn't matter whether you scream, shout, pray, sacrifice, laugh, smile. Market value is just market value. If you come on the market at a million and you're down to 800,000 after six months, and you're telling yourself, I've already done a reduction of $200,000, that's a huge reduction. It doesn't matter if you came on at a million and your market value is 700,000. You can reduce as much as you want, but market value is market value, which is the number that somebody is actually willing to pay to purchase in your area. And that's, again, making sure that you're keeping up to date with not just the actives, but the solds that are taking place that are similar to the recent comparables, not just when you go to market, but also while you're on market and while you're not selling as well. It's something that you need to really hone down on. And I think, I think a lot of people get caught up in just thinking, oh, the market's moving in the right direction. So I'll, I'll either hold tight. And it's even before COVID, we were increasing on average at about 0.7%. A month. a month yeah so assuming now we were in a market that was just pricing was just continuously going upwards if you want the extra 10 to 15 percent that you feel that you're worth that's another year and a half two years quick math i hope that's right somewhere around there. um of sitting of sitting pretty it's not just a case of i think a common line we get is oh we're going to wait for a couple of months and then list in list in the new year or something like that it, it's not going to go from a to z in just a space of two or three months. Like if you're making that decision, that's absolutely fine, but you need to be aware of that price change is really not gonna come into effect at least for another year and a half, two years. And I think the, the most advantageous thing you can do is again, honing down when you go to list to your micro market and look at the comps, look at who's been on the market. If you're a thousand square feet and they're a thousand square feet and the, the buildings are comparative and the units are and they've been on for three months already at the price you wanna be at, use that as okay we can save ourselves three months that's too high they're overpriced we need to get below them we've got all these these flags out there in the market that can reference this when you don't have to go through that three months of 25 showings and people saying well 
this isn't worth it. So use those things. Again, your agent will go through that detail with you or we will go through that detail with you, but you really need to hone down on the micro and what's happening out there in your exact world. Exactly, otherwise you will just be passed over, guys. You, uh, you may get viewings that come through. If you're lucky to get an offer, you'll get an offer which is lower. You'll then take it as an insult. Once again, you do not dictate market value. The comparables dictate market value. So if that offer comes through and it is a lower amount and it's justified because of these other comparables, that's the market value again, whether you like it or not. So really tune into what your macro market is telling you. Don't look at the whole entire picture because you're not gonna compare downtown Vancouver to Maple Ridge. You're not gonna compare east side detached houses to one bedroom, one bathroom lofts in Gastown. It re you really need to pay attention to what's going on around you. And kind of like we said last week, and you really are in for extremely uphill battle if you don't listen to the macro market and you're just hoping that something comes around from completely left field and takes the ball. And also, at a final note, I think, uh, to a conversation we had about smaller listening that we had the other day and buyers coming in, you can't try and dictate a higher price with your uniqueness if your unique offering is new hardwood floor. Yes. Which anyone can put in, no one cares. Uh, you pick light, the buyer wants dark, it's all, it's not irrelevant, but it's not, these are not unique aspects of a home that you can dictate another. It cost me 7,000 to put the floor in, I want 40 in return. Yeah. It's a very sophisticated market in the sense that it's filled with end users, very savvy investors, and they know what these things cost and you can't pick these little micro renovations to dictate unrealistic pricing. The micro renovations, there's also another one of, oh, I know these guys sold in my building, but they sold too low. They sold, that's the figure. That's that's what's dictating, mar dictating market value, whether you think it's too low or not. Or again, we're not in a rush, so we can just wait. These are all really just excuses. And it's just the emotional attachment to that outcome, because either you want to sell the home or you don't. And that is the difference right now. It's not like you can just hang on and it will sell for that price you're hoping for. It will just sit on for days. You can look at the market right now and there's properties that have been on for coming on a year, a year plus. Yeah, and at the end of the day, when you go to sell, you, you may have memories and your kids grew up there and we love the park down the street because this happened. Again, you've got to kind of wipe the slate. This is now a product on a shelf. You have comparables, it's black and white and your emotional ties aren't the emotional ties of the buyer. They haven't experienced that yet, so you can't expect to sell those to them. That's it, guys. I think that wraps us up for this week. Just because the market overall is looking good, please pay attention to your macro market. Don't think that you can start dictating everything and you're the one holding the power. You still have to play the game. And we'll see you next week.